The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And uh, you know what? I got to take my hat off to this gentleman. My guest I had on last week before and before. Every time I call me like, what time you want me on the show? You know, and that's not only a great friend, but that's a true brother. Right? You know, if you can't do it, you'll be here. I can't, but you always make a way, you know. So I want to thank my guest, former NFL player. You know he was the Eagle, Jerry Ross. Hey, what's up, Jerry? <laughs> what's going on, James? You know what, man? If it, I always told you, man, if I can help if I can help you out, my brother, I'll help you out, man. I just happen to be in a position today. I, I saw your call. I mean, I was doing something else, and then I heard the message. I said, let me get back to James so I can get on this show so we can talk a little bit about football. It's right around the corner, brother. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. That's why I called you. It's here. It's going to yeah. be here. You know, and uh, my question to you, Jim, uh, a lot of teams, they expect that, you know, we think the mic will be great and come some. They lose, look, we want people panic. They shouldn't panic on what he won. When do you think Tanner should start that dance? Week three, four, five? What do you think, Jerry? Um, <laughs> this whole thing, you know what? I, I, I think we're looking at it like this. Diehard football fans, man, we can watch football all year round, but they don't play all year round. So there's that break in between and that off season, and we just get hungry, and preseason comes in, and sometimes people lose their minds because of what people are doing in the preseason. And I, I even got caught up that in a little bit myself, but then I had to realize that, you know what, this is just preseason, so, uh, you know, nothing's going to happen. Everybody's undefeated right now because none of these games count. But when the season starts, um, you got to give it a couple weeks, man. You know, you got you know, after three or four weeks, then you'll, you'll probably start seeing a pattern. You probably think you'll probably start seeing a pattern. Everybody's pulling, of course, for their favorite teams. I understand that. But, you know, I just let people know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. You know, and we get caught up and we want some immediate gratification. That's just the way we are. <laughs> you know, so don't panic in the first three weeks or first four weeks because this is a long football season. And, James, as you know, in, in football, injuries is the biggest factor. I don't care what team you have, you know, uh, if, if one of your, your, your star ball players or, your, or a very important starters, everybody's important, but, you know, someone that can make a difference in either points or rushing the ball or carrying the ball or throwing the ball or tackling or quarterback sacks, those type of role players right there. But if somebody gets hurt 
a major league hurt, man, it just changes everything. Then you start to find out what type of team you have because, it's impo- of course, it's important to have a great starting 11. You know, your, your, your starters are, are awesome, but it's the team that, that, that is fortunate enough to have the backups that can step in there that can keep that, keep that, keep that, motor, keep that machine moving in the same direction or at least they don't miss a step. So I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to the season, period. Uh, I'm gonna be excited about it, but you know, in the third or fourth, fourth game, then you start, then I think you'll start to see some things, some directions that people, uh, teams might be headed. You know, I got two questions. When you said that, do you remember last year when uh, everybody said the Packers should and this and that, and the Packers lost? I think they lost two in a row, maybe three. What did Aaron say? Relax. Did he tell the fans, <laughs> relax? It's early, you know. We lost a few, but it's not over, you know. And, and a lot of teams, you know, at the beginning, like you say, the injuries, you know, Green Bay has big injuries, you know, uh, uh, the one receiver, uh, Jordy Nelson. But yep. my thing is, Jerry, and help me understand this, isn't it more important that coming to the second part of the season is where you don't want nobody to get injured? You want all your people isn't that more important than the beginning of the season? Yeah, you know, towards the, towards the end of the season, is that's when things are kind of set almost in stone. You can see what you need to do and where you might need help somewhere, and that's when it really gets really interesting and injuries come into play. Once again, injuries always come into play. And, um, you know, it's that stretch run that you hear people talk about, you know, got to be on your A game, you know, down the you know, there's going to be some teams, like always, that we're already going to know they're going to win their division. And then some people got to wait till the second to the last game of the season or maybe even the last game of the season to find out what their playoff uh, situation is going to be. And with injuries, man. And as you know, it's a um, man up thing people keep talking about. It's really important. It really is because the biggest thing that happens in December you know, when people are watching football games, and even in playoff games too, but especially like in, in, in December, when you're watching your football team, you're watching people play football and that's football league, you're not looking at teams that have healthy people. There's a lot of people have a lot of different injuries. You just don't know about all of them. So it, it, that's, that's that time when it get, really gets tough, man, and you've got to have a few breaks here and there. And, uh, but like I'm saying, man, when you're watching football in December and, and in the playoffs, I don't think there's any team out there that you'll be watching where they have uh, their injury report is, is, is in their favor because it's just one of those games. It's one of those things over, over, over that long of a period of time, your body just can't handle it. So it all depends on the, those people that, 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 that might be getting injured that really has a big, big excuse me, that will determine a lot, you know, about where these teams are going to wind up. Sure. If you were an NFL coach, my question to you is, would you play your key players in the preseason game? Because if you look at look at all these players getting hurt, I mean, they only play on quarter, Jerry, and they still get injured. They all for the season, and they keep players. Would you play your key players in the preseason? You know, that is a, that's a great question, man. That right there, I would – 
I would, you know what? First of all, we got to go back during the off season. I mean, due to the new rules that they have as far as contact that you can have in training camp now, you have to come in shape in the greatest shape that you can possibly be in because things get limited once you get to camp. You can't do what you used to be able to do. Um, you need, as a ball player, you know this, man. You need to get in there and get some some game experience, some game game situation experience. Uh, if you're especially if you're a starter, I don't know if I'd play them very much. But there'd be certain situations that might pop up in the game where I would I would have my starters prepared. Look here, man. We get to some short yardage goal line situations. I don't care when it is. I don't care what time, what period it is in this preseason. We're going to work on this. I'm going to throw my first group in there. I wouldn't have them play a whole lot, but you have to get them. You know, you you got you just have to because you you know you go through the whole off season and you're excited about it and you go through training camp as a ball player. You need to release some of that. And you need that you're tired of doing it, you know, playing against your own teammates. So it is healthy for them to go against other people. I'd be very uh, cautious of how much time I would allow them to play. But here's the other thing, James. Injuries are injuries. Injuries can happen at any time, you know. And, and like you say, it's a gamble. So, I mean, put, look at it this way. What if you don't play your starters? What if you don't play your key players during um, uh, preseason? Well, when the season starts, there's still no guarantee that they're not going to get hurt. So it's a kind of really weird situation. Yeah, I mean, I can see. I mean, look at Jordan Nelson for a great mate. He's not even no contact with another player. You know, he got injured at four of ACL. You know, so, I mean, I don't know if I'll play my quarterback, though, Jerry, because... You know, you got to go to your second stream if he gets hurt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. James, I, I, I'll leave my quarterback out because I'm telling you right now, when you look at uh, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Ryan Tannehill, man, the first one, two, three, four dudes I mentioned, quarterbacks, they got over $60 million in guaranteed money. I ain't <laughs> – my dudes ain't playing, man. <laughs> you know, if you don't get hurt, you don't get hurt during the season. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen when it counts. So, you know, that's another way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, you can look at it that way, too. But, you know, the question back to you. Say you dropped the first-round quarterback. Would you play him in the preseason, Jeff? Well, my first-round first quarterback? Yeah, because... You know, first? Well, you know, I would, especially that position. You know what, because... Uh, you know what I would do? First, I'd look at my offensive line. And if I had a half, if my, if my offensive line men weren't playing to, to what, if me as a head coach, if I didn't think they were playing up to par, I wouldn't throw my, I wouldn't throw my first round draft pick quarterback in there. No, I would not. No, I would not. Because it's hard enough as a rookie, you know, your mind is just, bombarded with all this new information and, and new offenses. Then you got to read defenses and you got to do this and you got to do that. There's a lot of things going on as a rookie period, especially the rookie quarterback, because they throw the big book at you and they want to expect you to know the whole thing. So I wouldn't want my quarterback having to think about too much, you know, but you do need to get that experience, James. You know, don't get me wrong. You have to get that experience. But if my offensive line is suspect, I tell you what, no, I'm not rolling with my first-round draft pick quarterback. I'm not. <laughs> not in preseason. This is a gamble. Yeah, but, you know, if that's who you're going to roll with and going to start your season, you know, like you said, Chad, you got to get that spirit sooner or later, right? 
Yeah, you're right. So you know what, James? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Would you, as a head coach of your own football team, man, would how would you feel about playing your your your, your first round draft pick if he was a quarterback? How much would you play him, or would you play him at all? Well, you know what? And I had a thought about that when you were talking. And um, first I would say, you know, when I was starting, I'd be like, no, I was, I don't want him hurt. But that that kid that coming out of college, he needs that experience because your your veteran player that you paid that sixty million, they get in that spot and did that. You know, went through the rough year when they went one eleven. I mean, look at Troy Aikman, you know that. It first year out, one eleven the next year, I think it was Super Bowl, wasn't it? Or something yeah. like that. But you know, they gotta go in there and get beat up, they gotta get sacked, and they gotta throw in a fist. Because if they grow, don't do it, you're gonna end up like the guy we're gonna talk about next, R G three. Because he had that first rookie season rookie, rookie of the year, and he thought he was on five thirty, and look at him. He might not be able to play football kid. Nobody won't. So, you know, you got to go in there and get beat up and have a bad season and have bad staff and all like to learn. And they always do that, free season. You know what? I I love I love your answer. I I really do. I mean, there's nothing better than experience. I mean, uh, like you said, if you're young, you you're learning this offense. You need to get in there and do that game type thing. I mean, it's a coin toss, man. But you know what? The most logical thing to do is you got to go play them. You, you got to play them. Like you said, you got you got to learn the ropes. You got to take the bumps and the bruises. But the thing of it is, the preseason. You know, that's that's that that's where you get caught in that dilemma of. Wow, do I take a chance on? Well, you're hoping that your offensive linemen are doing a good enough job to keep those <laughs> those defensive linemen who are trying to make teams, man, off your quarterbacks. But uh, you know, but you do have to play them. You know, you, you, there's nothing nothing's better than the experience that you gain, and, and you know, it's one of those situations. You know. Uh, you know, to tell you the truth, I wish they'd put all rookie quarterbacks in there because I ain't crazy about quarterbacks. No way. Rookies, veterans, it don't matter to me. I think they need to take the skirts off of them. Don't get me started on what I really feel about a quarterback. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah, let me ask you this. You play defense. I was on offense. Can you tell when you know you got that quarterback rattled? I mean, I know you played against, uh, I don't know if you played against some quarterback just came out of college and was starting, or did you play against veterans? But do you know when you're on defense, y'all got that quarterback rattled? Do you know it? Do you feel it? Okay, you see it in their eyes. Well, the veterans, you will never tell. You you, you can't see it in their eyes. They're not going to give it away. You know, they're, they're not going to give it away. Very rarely will you get a quarterback of expense rattled. But, you know, if you catch a young man coming in there, you know that if you do a good job of disguising your defense and then all of a sudden you bait him into making the wrong check, the wrong audible call, then you know you got him. Then you know that you're playing with his head a little bit because, you know, the, the game, you got, as a quarterback, there's many things you have to know how to do. One of the most important things you need to do is being able to understand what that defense is playing. And if you can disguise it as a veteran defense and set up the quarterback, then that's when you're smiling the whole time. Actually, defenses get happy when we set somebody up and they just come in and take the bait. But, you know, majority of quarterbacks, man, 
they start once they throw their second or third interception. Now you know you got them, but uh, most of them, you know, they're 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 pretty poker face. But yeah, uh, that's what we gotta do. We gotta take a break, and when we come back, uh, we gonna get deep down dirty into this. We oh. gotta talk. Man. We we gotta get dirty. We can't probably get dirty, guys. So I put my boots on. <laughs> and my guest, Jay Robson. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host. Loving That Sports Talk and my guest. Along the rest, Jay Robinson, you live here? I'm still here, my brother. Work here, I said, let's get down and dirty. Let's get dirty. You know, before I finish here, for you thought, just let me finish ranting and raving real quick, okay? Can I rant okay. and rave real quick, Jay? Rant on and rave on. I know I can rant and rave with you because I know you have to give me the right answer and talk to me to calm me down. When this young man came into the league, he was running his mouth. I said, you got to be quiet. He had a rookie season, rookie of the year, great team. I think he'll be a great quarterback. 
came back next year, making all these commercials, running his mouth, talking about his coaches. The one thing you don't do is talk about coaches. Then I heard the one coach, the coach he has now, his brother, which I don't too much care for, Gruden, that Gruden, he was talking about uh, his brother in RG3, the comments he made about him. You know, he told his brother, that kid going to get you fired. You got to get rid of him. So, you know, he was already getting blackballed. The kid still started running his mouth. Isn't it about shut up and play ball? Now Washington don't even want him no more. Now he might not be in play for another team, which he might. But, Ted, help me out with this. You tell me. I'm going to listen to you. I ain't going to say a word. What is up with RG3? <laughs> I'm going to listen to you, Jerry. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> no, man, this is one of those things where the problem is RG3 couldn't shut up. That's part of his problem. You know, he's gonna have, he had more press conferences talking about when he wasn't going to talk anymore than anybody I've ever seen in my whole life. You know, um, see, he's in a unique situation because Daniel Snyder, the owner of the team, loves him to death. And anytime you have any player on your team with seems, that seems like has a real personal relationship with the boss, with the man that signs the check, when you have a millionaire and his best friend is a billionaire, you got a problem on, the foot, on, on, on any team. And RG3, you know, when he came in, rookie of the year. Hey, man, everybody was excited. I was excited, this and that. And, you know, he winds up, then he gets hurt, and then, then he has a whole campaign on TV, and his main concern was his his brand. Well, bro, you got a brand. You got a bad brand, man. Your brand is no good. And the more he continued to talk, man, I think that um, he kind of separated himself from some of his teammates. And it was a sad it's a sad situation, but you live and you learn. And right now. Uh, he's in a situation, as you know, he's a, what, the third-string quarterback or whatever it is, and I'm, I'm amazed because they made this announcement, what, two days ago or yesterday? I, I'm surprised there hasn't been a news conference with RG3, but you know what? Maybe he's, maybe he's learning. I don't know if he's learning or not. All I know is that the starting quarterback is, is, is Kirk Cousins, you know, for the Washington Redskins, and then they got the backup. Who's, the, who's his backup? Um... It don't matter. It ain't RG3. Yeah, Corey. Corey, yeah. So, you know, a robber situation is, you know, you, you can't come in this league, man. You can't, you can't keep talking. You, you just can't, you know. You, you can't do it. I mean, um, one other thing that I think is really important, if you don't have the respect and the support from your teammates inside of that locker room, then you're going to have a real serious issue. And I think that there were some things that were going on inside of there. I mean, I know there were some things that were going on inside of there that uh, put some distance between Robert and some of his teammates. And it's like, it's about, it's about producing. Just do what you got to do and don't say nothing. Because there is a certain way, as you know, James, especially as a quarterback, or especially if you're someone that the media likes to come to all the time, you know, there's a certain way to handle your press conferences, you know. You can never point your finger at another teammate. That's a cardinal sin right there. You cross the line that you can't get back over. You know what I mean? It's like you are the one, you're out there talking, 
it's a, the highest road that you can take and say, you know what, I didn't play well, you know, maybe we didn't or whatever. But I, it's hard. When you start throwing we in there, if it was me, just take the responsibility. There was some calls. If you need to talk that damn much, then go ahead and say, you know, I made some mistakes here, I made some mistakes there. People would appreciate that. You will, your teammates will rally around you when they know you standing up there on that, that podium with that microphone with millions of people. You're the one that you're the one that's taking responsibility. Now you got social media. You know what I mean? What is, what's the deal, bro? You want to be a quarterback in the NFL? You want to be uh, a social media king? Whatever it is, you know you got to make up your mind. And it's important for quarterbacks. For me, I remember every team I played on. Man, I had a great deal of respect for all my quarterbacks because you know why? Because I always felt that they did everything that they could do to put us in a winning situation. You know. And that situation in Washington, you know, hopefully they put it behind them. I don't know, RG3 thing, it is what it is. You know, I, I wish Cousins a great deal of success. I even wish RG3 success. But the brothers got to be quiet, man. Don't tell me what you're going to do. You know what, James, is like this. Somebody's getting ready to fight. You're getting ready to throw down in, in the playground. The guy that walks up to you and says, you know what, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to hit you. You know what, I'm going to punch you in your mouth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choke you to death. I'm like, thank you very much for letting me know what you're going to do to me. Shut up and just get it done. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it. Don't talk about it. Robert Griffin loves to talk. He doesn't have a problem with, with, with his confidence. I think he talked way too much before he's ever done too much, you know, done a lot. I know he was rookie of the year, but, yo, man, that, you start, you'd be a rookie of the year one year. Next thing you're talking about on TV is, yes, I'm going to work on my brand. I'm going to build my brand. Well, you've been branded, brother. You're, you're sitting the bench. Hey, Terry, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm still random Raven, so correct me if I'm wrong, because I believe in this brother. When he came out and he picked him up with Andrew Luck, you know, I don't like you know, you got to show, you know. But, Terry, when we played, if I had a problem with you, I did not go to the media and say, Jerry is messing around with my wife. I went to you and we kept it in the locker room. They were there. Yeah. I think well, you- the NFL has got where they're making these guys talk to the media. You know what I'm saying? They get fined, you know, and they, they say something that, you know, shut your mouth. Am I right there? You know, well, you, you know, know what, Jen, I, 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 I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm riding on that same. I'm, I'm on that ride with you. But the league is, is just interesting, man. You know, you never. I mean, you. you I mean, oh, Jesus, clammy. You would never talk about a teammate. It's not your job to talk about a te- another teammate uh, in a negative way to the media. That's the head coach's job. If he's crazy enough to do that, you got to be crazy to do it in the first place. As a head coach, some might. Most of them don't. Most of them won't. But if you're a ball player, I tell you what, you're gonna have a difficult time because the people you see more than anybody are your teammates. So you know you, you can't you can't do that. Now this whole thing of, well, you know, now you have to you you have to you have to meet the press. Let's just call it that. You have your you know your, they have a job to do. Okay, you understand. You better understand that they have a job to do, and you're required to do this. Well, guess what? If you don't want to do it. Then, if you know there's a penalty attached to this by not doing it, then you're going to get fined, just like anything else in the league. You break this rule, you're going to get fined. And that's just, that's just the way it is. You know, I think about Marshawn Lynch. You know, I understand. You know, he doesn't like to talk. <laughs> He's a whole other case. How do you feel about it, James? 
Well, Jeff, we got to thank you, my brother. We'll come around, still running around and raving for you. But then we're going to get a little night, but we'll start talking about our Eagles in the preseason. They won the game, but what were they doing to Rusty? But we'll be right back, Jeff. All right. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host, and I'm still running the Ravens, but my guest, James, let me do it. I appreciate it, Jay. I appreciate it. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead, man. Keep ranting the Raven. <laughs> yeah, I still got to rant the Raven. You know, <laughs> I, I have to ask you, Jay, you know, you play uh, very successful years. Uh, I, I'm still talking about some people up here never about you. And they're like, I know him. I look at him. So, you know, your name is well known out here. So I've been bragging on you. I even got some co-workers listening to you right now. So, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, my, my question to you is, uh, you know, I know he's young. I ain't going to make mistakes and all like that. But isn't there somebody should say, you know what, play ball, get your next two years, get some super pro bowl or rookie or MVP. There ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm the best or blah, blah, blah. But you had a year the next year that it stunk. You didn't win a game. You got hurt. You still tried to play in the playoff game. You should have. Then you kick into the concussion. You broke your ankle. I mean, it, it just ain't going right, though. When it ain't going like that, you know, when a girl don't call you back, you gave her a number, you keep calling. That girl don't want you right there. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm on the road right now. 
I'm like, brother, I'm on the road. So the girl ain't going to call you back. You go by out, knock on the door. You see him there, but she don't have. She don't want you. Right, Jeff? Yeah, you're right. So you keep running your mouth. So the way that team ain't going to want you. No matter what you do, right, Jeff? Yeah, you're right. Once again, you're right. But, James, check this out. The thing with RG3, what he has that nobody else has is Daniel Snyder. When you have the owner of your team and you know he don't want to get rid of you, you know, if you start thinking you got that, you know, you got that ace in the hole, you're not really worried about what other people think, which is unfortunate because now they're at that point where, okay, all right, man. Uh, I'm like, James, I'm like this. If I ever felt that my teammates, first of all, my teammates, man, didn't want me around or weren't happy, that would be enough for me to make a whole uh, uh, a change. A whole, I would change everything because it's important to me to be respected and liked by my teammates because I like and respect my teammates. Therefore, I know what we're all going through, and we're all willing to sacrifice everything that we have to sacrifice for each other. If you don't have that, you, you, you've lost it. And you're the quarterback. You cannot lose your locker room, uh, you know. And sometimes people need to, they need a wake-up call. They need to come to Jesus' meeting. And I think this is one for, for RG3, man. He needs to sit back and say, wait a minute, hold on, man. What is it that, that has, that 100% honest, what has happened for me to be in this situation, to go from... <laughs> the great college career to the rookie of the year to now teammates offensive linemen don't even want to help me up when the guy that beat them knocked me down on the ground. There's something wrong with that pitcher, and I hope he gets it because I'd hate to see anybody just, you know, talent just wasted. And like you said in the beginning, the whole thing though is, man, stop talking and just start playing. Just, just stop, stop talking Stop holding press conferences. We ain't got to worry about that now because he's not starting. So I'll tell you what, if he throws in, if there's another press conference with RG3 now, there's going to be some seri- a serious announcement being made because he ain't even in the second quarterback, and there ain't no need for him to be having any press conferences. Hey, Jeff, two questions for you. I'll listen to you. First thing is, you had to do something to lose that locker room, your players. I mean, you're something you had to do to them. You know, and something that they like, for example, and forget to him, you know. He, you know, you had to do something to your locker room. He had to say something about them or something to piss them off that they don't have no faith in you on the team. Second thing is, yeah, come on, man. We, we, we've been coming for uh, RG3 for a while, saying, oh, he's just young and blah, blah. He put himself in that predicament. You know, where he at now. Now, you know, hey, it's, it's hard to get out of the, uh, we hit rock bottom. You know, it's hard you to come know, back. You know what? He's going to have to do some soul searching. Uh, because, you know, since he's, I mean, he's big into social media and this and that, and he can't tell me he's not listening to these people talk about him on, on TV, man. You know, here they are, they're talking about, some guys are talking, some of these, experts on TV talking about they are just releasing. Then they start talking about, you know, the $16 million with the injury clause he has in his contract, which means that most likely 
if it was me, I wouldn't let him touch the field again because I don't want him getting hurt. I want him to go. You know, I don't want to be stuck behind those 16 million. So there's just so many, the baggage, the bags are starting to really load up, man. You know, you start off with one shopping cart, and the next thing, you know, man, you need a flatbed pickup truck or <laughs> flatbed truck to load all the baggage that you have. And that's, 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 that's what's been happening with him, man. Baggage, you know, baggage is just baggage and baggage and baggage. And, um, you know, uh, he's going to have an opportunity, but I don't think it will happen with the Washington Redskins anymore. Well, you know, I'm going to start randomating by everybody, you know. <laughs> I mean, go on and finish it, James. Go on, man. I can still feel it, man. I'm on the West Coast, but I can still feel that you got something in you that you want to say about RG3. Go ahead, brother. The mic is yours. Now, you know, I got something to say about our brother. Yeah. How are they cannot stop smoking weed? Can't get busted. Can't go on over here with these girls and all. What? And you making all this money? Can't you stop till you done here? What is this? I don't know. You know, uh, I, I, it, it, I don't really know. I, I, you would think that these athletes, especially today, after seeing so many people may become headline news for different things, and a lot of it has been smoking the weed, substance abuse violations, you would think that, that someone close to them would grab them by the chest or just take them by the hand and sit them down and say, looky here. They need to go up and get on a board and, and, and put the amount of money that they're, that, that they're supposed to make. And then all of a sudden start knocking zeros off. Start crossing out some zeros. Start going from right to left and start saying, you know what, this is what you're getting ready to do to yourself. Every single time you do something stupid. Now, if you have a problem, let's go take care of it. Right. If you've got a problem, let's go take care of it. Because they're only going to give you a couple strikes and you're going to really be out, you know, they ought to take them down to Skid Row or take them to a, a, a homeless shelter or, 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 or someplace where they can see what happens to people. You don't know what type of life those people uh, have come from. People just judge them because they're homeless and they're wearing this and they, they just don't look right as far as society is concerned. You have no idea. These dudes might be presidents. They might have owned their own company. They might have had a lot of things, maybe drugs, alcohol, whatever it was led these people to where they are now. It could easily happen to these brothers. It could happen to you. You only get, you know, James, when you get an opportunity like that, man, you have to, you have to maximize it because, you know, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a privilege to be uh, in the National Football League, no matter how long you are. And somebody needs to get a hold of some of these kids, man, and break it down to them. I don't know if this changed in the conversation, but tell me if it is. Help me out. I I couldn't stand Des Bryant. He reminded me of T.O. I was like, this kid, you know, blah, blah, blah. I looked at what he was talking about, and my heart, like, dropped. I'm like, I see why he wanted that new contract and his money. And did, you hear, did you hear how he talked? He said, this mom was a prostitute crackhead. They didn't know how they was eating at times, you know. And, and I know how what he went through, because... I grew up in a neighborhood like that, and I've seen families like that. The mom go out and spend the money on dope, and the kids ain't eat, you know. Well, and that's what he went through. And I felt like, 
understand. Like you, you were just talking about, you don't know what these guys go through in their family or something, but, you know, my ass up to, you know, there's a compliment what he did playing You know what I'm saying, there? Uh-huh. Well, you know, everybody comes from some some type of situation. And there's a situation, like some other people also, it was just horrible, man. And But you know something, though? I respect people that had to work hard to get out of something, of a bad situation. But once you get to where you want to be, don't act like... Don't act like you just came from there. <laughs> There's a different role you got to take upon yourself. You know what I mean? Proud of the fact that you put yourself out of this and put it, you changed your life. Okay, well, guess what? Now you're in a different world. Okay, hey, man, Des Bryant is talented, man. I mean, I remember watching, I went down to watch the Raiders and the Cowboys last year in a uh, camp scrimmage, man, and I'm watching Des Bryant, man. It was the most, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Watching this dude compete and go after it and get the ball and do this and that. Sir, but, sorry to cut you off. Let's cut the bullshit. Let's talk about somebody who's an athlete just like that and went through and, and succeeded. Let's talk about you. You know, your brother. Come on. Let's talk about that, how you as far as still did what you did. And come on. Let's talk about well, yeah, that, Jerry. You, you know what, Everybody needs to know and how you, you know, your brother was killed and you. Okay. Building and come on, let's, that's that's the story, there. Okay, you ready? Yes, yeah, sir. I'm ready because that. Okay, that well, just take it out. So, okay, I, that, I, I, you know, the, the death story. I understand that, but we all come from something. Listen, my life wasn't great, but it wasn't nowhere near that. I didn't come from a situation like that. But as a high school football player, my brother got shot in the head the day after my birthday, my senior year in high school, and you want to talk about, he, he was in a coma, he lived in a coma for 14 months, man, to see, that right there was, a, was something that, was, that, that, that actually motivated me to never give up, because my brother fought for his life for 14 months, he didn't quit, it was just time for him to go, it was God's time for him to go, and I used to get in situations, man, on a practice field, or whatever it may be, during training camp, whatever, in the beginning of my career where I just, just just wanted to give up, man, but I could reflect upon what my brother went through. So, therefore, I, there was no way I was going to quit or I was going to give up because I just wasn't going to let it happen. You know, my father had an issue with alcohol, man. Uh, so that's nothing new. You know, that's nothing new to me. But I always I took those, those, those negative things that happened to my life, man, and, and used it as a platform to do better and to be better. And if I ever, I knew once my goal, my dream was to be a professional athlete, football, basketball, or baseball, I didn't know what it was. Those were the dreams I wrote down on a piece of paper in the ninth grade. And I knew once I accomplished the things that I wanted to accomplish and I could get to where I wanted to be, then I could take care of the people I needed to take care of, my family. And there was a certain way that I had to act because I was brought up even though things weren't always great, my mom always tells you you got to respect people. You know, you got to treat people the way you want to be treated. So, you know, I took the things that I had, uh, some experiences, you know, as a child and as a kid, and then as I got a little older, I just tried to turn it around and, and turn it into something positive. Dez Bryant's situation is this. Dez is who he is. That's just who he is. Oh, I want Yeah, let's take a break. 
And as our last break, that way I don't have to cut you off when we go into the end. But hold that thought. We're going to take a last break. We'll come back and we'll let you finish that. And still, you jumping on somebody else. We talk about you, how you succeeded on the first pick, first round. Come on, man. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of the most. Got my buddy Jay Robinson. You feel that, Jeff? I'm still here, brother. Yeah, you know what? You you talk as much as you want. You ain't gotta keep saying it. You know, keep talking. That's what I like. Okay. You know. Well, let me say this. You know, it's like you have to change. Life is about decisions. I mean, you know, and some people have made the wrong decisions. That's why they're no longer here. You know. Uh, my brother, the one that got shot in the head, his name was Jackie. My mom named my mom and dad named him after Jackie Robinson. I named my oldest daughter after my brother, uh, just to honor my brother. And the decisions that my my older brother made back in the day were the wrong decisions. He chose the wrong way to go. And we were born in the same year. He was born in January. I was born in December, 1956. That's why I wore number 56 when I played for the Eagles. Eagles, okay. So, but anyway, 
the decisions that he that he made in high school to drop out of football, drop out of school. Okay, I didn't make that decision. Okay, I decided to stick with it. So life is about the decisions that you make. You know, you might come up no matter what you come up from. You know, it's when you get to where you're going to be. How are you going to conduct yourself? Are you going to be an example for people that have struggled just as hard and lived in situations in neighborhoods as you? Or are you going to be a butthole about it and just be cocky or do what? Are you going to be a bad example or are you going to be a good example? You know, and I just didn't allow, you know, through, the, through God's strength, man, I was able to take the, the horrible thing, thing that, things that happened to me in my life. And one of the biggest ones was losing my only brother, man. And I took that and I went with it and I wanted to do something positive with it, you know. These athletes these days, hey, Charles Barkley said, I don't want to be a role model. Well, Charles, well, God bless you, Charles. But you know the thing of this, whether you want to or not, if you are an athlete, you become one automatically. You have a choice to run with it or drop the ball. Myself, I prefer to try to be as positive as I can because my actions could make a difference in a young man's life who might be struggling in some kind of way or manner. I might be able to talk to a kid or they might hear my story. It might sound just like some of their story. They might say, you know what? Jerry Robinson did it. He had the same situation. You know what? If he can do it, then I can do it. That's the way I roll. That's the way I always roll. Some guys don't act that way. You know, their, 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 their actions and they let their emotions get involved. You know, let me, I got to go back to Dale's for a minute, man. I, it's like this. Okay, the first fight he got into was with the DB, right, in training camp. The second fight when they were uh, scrimmaging somebody was the Rams. Rams, okay. the Rams. The Rams. Okay, so here we go. I'm watching the tape, and out of nowhere, you see this look like a DB just hit Dez Brown right in the face. Hold on, Dez. You weren't practicing because you were hurt. James, you know this. I've always been told, first thing I was told, and you were probably told this too, if you run out on the field and fight, you better put your helmet on. Helmet on. So Dez was out. Dez was the bullseye. But, you know, that's just, that's just the way he is, man. I mean, he's wired differently, man. He's very emotional. I'm emotional too, but, you know, when, don't do something that when you start being so wild and crazy on the sideline where now your teammates are looking, not only your teammates, the other teammates are looking. You know, the other guys on the other team are looking, and the TV cameras on you acting a damn fool. No, man, that's negative stuff. I ain't about that, you know. And, you know, they haven't seen the last of this because now you've got a whole lot of money. Just because you've got a whole lot of money, that don't mean you've changed. <laughs> that don't mean you change. That means you can still be that same person you were in the hood. You just got a whole lot more money. And hopefully, I mean, you guys, I go back to Dez. Remember, Jerry Jones, he had to put a special security task force to, to chauffeur him around. I, he's probably still doing the same thing. But you know what? He's very fortunate because he's very talented, man. And he's trying to, get, we're trying to get his life together. He still is. But there's outbursts that he shows me that he still hasn't got it. My situation you know what? I don't want the publicity. I don't need it. I don't mind going someplace nobody don't even know who I am. I don't care about that because I know who I am. If I need, if I need to have my ego stroked, then I'll set up. I'll have somebody set up a speaking engagement <laughs> or a sports banquet so they can read off these stats and that stats. James, for me, that's not even important, man. What's important for me is that 
you lead by example. And if there's something in, in, in your experience or my experience that we can do that can change a young person's life, that's what God put me here for to do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're so right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Preacher, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's just, it's really important. You know what? It's a different society now, man. And, 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 and we have, we are older than these kids, man. And if, you know, for those people that are listening to this, if you have a story that you could tell to somebody, some boy, some girl that could probably change their life, don't you wish somebody could have told you something? that could have stopped you from preventing something you might have done stupid in your life already? Yes, you would. So, you know, we're going out there. Reach out, reach out to somebody today. Put a smile on somebody's face that didn't want to smile. That's why, that's the challenge of the day. Let me calm down, James. I'm getting wound up, man. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you think the athletes now there are not role models? I mean, I mean, look at what we play. It was for the fun and love of the game. But now it's like, Money and his attitude, you know. Isn't it different I think, because I was teaching our young kids, hey, play this game, have respect. Because I thought sports was discipline. Didn't you think that what it was? You know what, James? I think it's this, man. It's like, like it's always been. One bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. That's what it is. There are a lot of great role models out there, man. But the role models aren't the ones getting the publicity. They're not getting it on ESPN and HBO and Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They're not putting the good stuff out there because the good stuff is not what sells. And it's sad. But, you know, it's, it's those bad apples out there that, that's getting all the press, man. And But, you know what, there are some good people that are out there, some good athletes out there with good hearts, man. These people that keep getting, you know, that, that, I mean, here I, I'm in Northern California. I'm up here by Oakland and San, San Francisco, you know, and when Ray McDonald's thing went down and then the Mod Brooks, the, the, the linebacker, I was saying, man, these brothers are crazy, man. The San Francisco 49ers, I've never seen, you tell me have you ever seen this. Have you ever seen a one team have such a turnaround <laughs> with their personnel in one offseason, like the San Francisco 49ers, Jay. No. no they lost, they lost, and they're continuing to have things go down there. So my, I'm interested to see how the San Francisco 49ers handle this situation. The most intriguing team to me in all the National Football League is the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to see what Chip Kelly is going to do how Chip's way of doing things is going to play out this year, man, because there's just things going on there that uh, nobody can understand. But Chip Kelly doesn't care whether you understand it or not. That's Chip. He's always been that way. Well, you know, Jim, we got to go, but I got to tell my listeners, I got to appreciate you. You know, um, I called you last minute when I got out of work and you was right there, you know, and I let my listeners know. It'll be some time you're doing the show without me, you know, and, hey, I know you got it. <laughs> well, no, man, you know what, man? You know I do anything I can for you, man. I love your show, man. And, uh, you know, the people that, that, that get a chance to listen, I hope they hope they got something out of this, and I hope they enjoyed it too. So, you know, there's always the same time next week. So as long as people keep tuning in, man, we can keep doing what we're doing. All right, my man, look here. Have a great day, man. I got to roll up out of here. I'm getting ready to do a... a 
uh, a charity event for the Wounded Warrior Project, man, this weekend. So I got to get some things together, man. But listen, God bless you and your whole crew. All right, James? Thanks, Jeff. Bless you, too. All right, boy. All right, bye-bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 